It's Apache Chase still with the lead. The outside is Pau Whaley. The inside September Rum. Apache Chase from September Rum. Pau Whaley. Apache Chase just in front here. The mining gets you on it. Hello everyone, welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. Great day where we were, Duff and I, at Eagle Farm yesterday for three Group 1s. Each of them had their own very special story uh, and we'll get through all races today, as we will all races at Ramwick where Corey Brown was yesterday. But first of all, we, we, well, where do you want to start? <laughs> well, we love Desi. Love uh, Desi. We'll get to Desi shortly, but I thought the most amazing thing yesterday was Leith Innes. Uh, he rides the Derby winner. And out gives of the it, blue, gives it a peach. Hey? Yep. And I've never seen a ride like it. He drew the outside barrier. He's well yep. off the fence, halfway down the straight the first time. Mm. Um, and then he gets off, and an hour later he says, "I've had enough. That'll do me. I'm retired." <laughs> That's the way you want to go out. What? In a blaze of glory. Leave, leave yeah. your best ride as your last ride. Yeah. Uh, you know him. You know Lee. Yeah, I know him well. Actually, we spent a bit of time with him over in Hong Kong together. Um, he was over there for three months stint. Mm. He's a wild Kiwi, yeah. <laughs> Good guy. Um, Bernie was uh, with us yesterday at Eagle Farm and she joins us this morning. Good morning. Yeah, good morning guys, what a great day it was and I too, I thought, I almost thought it was that fake news when I read about Leith Innes, but apparently it is correct, but um, good on him for a great career. But oh, look, I have the hottest property in Brisbane here with me this morning, Desley Forster joins me after a big-ish, not too big night uh, at uh, Bar 150 in Racecourse Road, sort of a bit of a local, uh, isn't it Desley, for people who have winners, but Group 1 glory for you yesterday, it's been coming for so long, we could all feel it, and Apache Chase did it for you. Yeah, no, it was it was a great day, and as I said, it was I said probably well-deserved for him really, as he's been a good horse and he probably deserves it. A good horse, he's been more than that. I mean, it was just 12 months ago that you were on your knees blessing yourself there at Eagle Farm when he won the Fred Best. Yeah, no, exactly 12 months to the day, and it was super. That was all we had. We always knew that he'd be a better horse 12 months time and yeah. it turned out that it all came true. What I think is amazing throughout your career that I've watched anyway is you've always had a pin-up horse for a stable that for the majority of time you've only had 20 horses in work sometimes less sometimes a little more you've always managed to have a pin-up horse. Yeah I'd probably say it's lucky but really. <laughs> lucky? Oh just I was just fortunate, really. Probably just I'm always lucky to have a nice horse in the stable, which is great. Apache Chase, Jim Byrne, Desi, it wasn't that long ago. I had to split you and Jimmy up, remember? Yeah. And <laughs> Jimmy and I said, like, we go back a long way and, like, really, we're like brothers and sisters. You, you are. Know? You are. You are like brother and sister. Anyway, from that point, in, from that turning point that day, I think he picked up the ride for you at Ipswich after that and you guys just have not looked back. No, exactly. We don't look back and as I said, I'm just on things you just, certain things happen and you just move on. You don't yeah, look back. Of course. Life's too short to be looking back at things. What did you think of the win, boys? Well, we thought it was outstanding. I, I, the thing I noticed the most, Desi, is the... Uh, the way the horse controlled himself yesterday, he really conserved his energy and tucked his head up. Usually he's a little bit more aggressive than that. 
Yeah, no, he's definitely settled down. We've probably been riding him a little bit more conservative. Jimmy's got to know him really well and he's got him to relax and switch off. Mm. But yesterday, um, I just said to Jimmy, go back to what we used to do, give him a be really aggressive on him out of the machines and let him run and like use his attribute where he's got such a high cruising speed and make it like a really, like I know he can run a mile and I know 1300 was going to be quite easy for him to run along really high cruising speed and that's what we did yesterday and we were adamant that from the 600 we were always going to um, pick up the speed and be really like go full throttle from the 600 and make it a really genuine strong 600, last 600. I, I think it sort of caught them off guard a little bit, actually. The fact that he he got to pretty much exactly that 600 metre spot. Most people aren't expecting the, the leader to take off 600 from home, especially at Eagle Farm with that long run in. So it was as if he caught them all off guard. Yeah, exactly. Probably being at Eagle Farm, everyone's nursing them because it's such a long way home. Nursing them all the way to, the, yeah. to at least to the 400, 300 metre mm. mark because it's such a long way home. But as I said, I've got so much confidence in this horse and I know what, what how long the biggest he long run he can make and his sectionals he can run off. And Jimmy knows him perfect. So which was that's what our plan was for yesterday and if it if I got him late, um, that was it. But we were very confident that we had him cherry ripe yesterday. Des you started him off in the the, the, the archer, uh, the little dancer. Any any thoughts of uh, putting his name up in lights for the big dance? The uh, the, the tab Everest. Um, yeah, Ronnie, it'd be good. Um, put him out there. As I said, I think he'd be an ideal horse for an Everest first, fresh up, straight into an Everest first. Um, yeah, I'd, be, I'd love to put him out there and he'd be an ideal Everest horse because he's such a, he can stand high cruising speed mm. and high pressure and it's not an issue for him. I guess in an Everest, he would be more likely to be tucked in behind the speed. Do you think? Yeah, as I said, like fresh. He's very sharp when he's fresh. So who do they ring? Fresh, yeah. Yeah, really fresh. He can really go really fast. <laughs> who, who do they ring? Do they ring you or the owner? <laughs> uh, it's probably the best to ring the owner. He's more of a than I am. Well, you'd be too soft, would you? <laughs> oh, I believe I wasn't too soft for the archer, but I'll let Mike do the dealing. It's a bit more... Money involved this one, I'll stay out. Yeah. Yeah, Greg, not only does he race horses, he also races cars, uh, the Sharon family. So they're, they're well entrenched in racing. Look at this man. Uh, as much of the success of Apache Cat, uh, it, it's uh, owed greatly to this man who steers him so well. Here's Jimmy Byrne after the race. It is really special. Um, she works really hard. She deserves it. Um, you know, look, the straight break's always my main goal and, um, you know, that's always special. I was able to win a derby for Peter Moody. Uh, I always put that up there as my most, you know, uh, special group one win and um, I've got to say, I think this takes it. Jimmy, I've always thought you're a genius with your times and I watched you take off on this horse at exactly the right moment then. I could see that it was a tactical thing you went out there with. Yeah, look, um, all the way along we've tried to just calm him down and bring him back to the field a little bit. Um, and look, it's worked with him, he's, he's a calmer horse for it, but you know, Des and I spoke beforehand and she said, look, let's just go back to basics. 
um, let him do what he does best and basically uh, from the three, let's catch me if you can. And um, you know, look, he's the sort of horse that just continues to pick up tempo. Sure, he got a little bit leg weary late, but ultimately, um, you know, it was a. Uh, I think I think he's going to be even better again straight break day. Well, I'm hoping anyway. James McDonald, Paul Alley. Uh, he ran his heart out, ran super, um, jumped beautifully, got into a lovely spot. Credit to the winner, he's a great horse. He out-toughed us today, but so proud of him. He was in for the fight and he fought all the way up to the up to the line. And obviously, just a miss by Bob is um, a bit disappointing, but credit to the winner, did a good job. Hugh Bowman, 11-11. Ah, uh, superb run. He's really on track for the Stradbroke on, after that performance. Jimmy Orman, Rothfire. Yeah, look, just bob of the heads, really. Um, Cook the right run, just just couldn't couldn't get there today, but he's improved a lot back on top of the ground and um, <coughs> run a good race in the Stradbroke. Craig Williams, September run. Yeah, I was really pleased with her performance. Um, first time going back right-handed for a long time, and I thought it was really credible up to 1,300, and I know after today's performance they've got more options with her with distance range, so really happy with the way that she went again. Opie Bosson and Trivia. Yeah, she never really got in the race and it's probably just a little bit disappointing. Might want to need, need a bit, a bit of a break now. Okay. I promise I won't do it again. I've got a problem. I don't need to tell you that. Um, <laughs> I keep calling him Apache Cat, but I've got the jockey of Apache Cat right here. <laughs> um, Apache Chase. Now, Desley, what about the Stradbroke? What, what's the week going to be like and can he improve? Hmm. Oh, look, I, um, like he's pretty cruisy, but you've, all, you've seen, seen him plenty and know him very well. He's a very laid-back horse. Um, so, look, all I have to do now is probably just keep him up to the mark for the next two weeks, just keep him happy and mm. keep him in the zone. And I reckon um, we'll just... The good thing about going to the Stradbroke, we go back to wait for eight. Like, we go back down to handicap. So he drops from 59 back to 55 and a half. Mm. So which is really good. I know all the other horses drop in weight as well, but getting back down to the 55 and a half is going to suit him really well. And 1400 Eagle Farm, the weather looks perfect. So the issue with the the harder the track is, the faster the track, the more he loves. <laughs> and that was the good thing about yesterday. So look, I'm not really concerned all I have to do is just keep him happy for the next two weeks and I'm very confident going there in two weeks time. I did notice yesterday that was probably the, the calmest parade I think I've ever seen of him. Yeah he's he's really matured now yeah. Bernie and as I said he's had a trip to Sydney and he's come back mm. and he's had a trip to Rocky it's just matures horses and he's just he's a natural just really mature and he's turned into a really old horse now, so, which is great. Just quickly, watching his action yesterday compared to when he was down here in Sydney, is it just because he's more mature or is it because he, you let him run yesterday that his action was a lot more fluent, he was, looked a lot lower to the ground and really attacking the line? Yeah, that's exactly Corey. In Sydney we probably, probably held him up his last few, few of his runs and been holding him up and just sort of thinking that we can probably ride him to suit other, the other horse. We hold him up and sort of let him go and they sort of sprint with us and we haven't got a massive turn of foot to sprint. So that's why yesterday we just went back to basics. Just a friend of mine said to me um, a couple of weeks ago, she said, Desley, what are you doing? She said, why don't you let me run um, uh, Letitia Langback? He said, mate, what are you doing? Let him run. Why don't you do that? Mm -hmm. And no, I thought, I thought oh, he's relaxing, he's doing it good. But yesterday I was adamant that we were very aggressive on him out of the machines and 
So the Jimmy just dig him and let him roll along, come out humming, and you know he's going to come back now. He, 12 months ago, you humming and hunt, dug him out of the gates. He wouldn't come back. It was just very aggressive. But now you can really push button. You can dig him out, and he really run along yesterday for the first furlong. Those horses out wide. I think they didn't expect Jimmy to come out like he did yesterday, and they couldn't, didn't have enough gate speed to cross him, so which was brilliant. And then, as I said, I don't think they expected Jimmy to take off at the three and make it a genuine run race yesterday. It's called pulling their pants down, so they say. <laughs> oh, well, we pulled their pants down yesterday, so hopefully they're probably going to be aware for us in two weeks' time, but they said we'll change tactics in two weeks' time. Yeah, that'll trick them up. Well, now you can get on that seat, you know, Kelly Sweeter, Rob Heathcote, Tony Gollan, and you've got the G1 beside your name now. Yeah, no, it's um, it's great, you know what I mean? Like, I was talking to Kelly this morning, he called in this morning to see how I was. And, welcome to the team? Yeah, and so I said, welcome to the team. <laughs> it's Kelly, and he, he's, as I said, he's one of the real nice guys of racing, and as I said, Kelly's very genuine. Now, um, you went to Melbourne to help Peter Moody set up stable down there when he made the move from Queensland to Victoria. He trusted you with Black Caviar when she came up to stay at your place. When you finally caught up with him, what was the conversation with uh, Peter Moody? I haven't seen Pete yet. I <laughs> spoke to him on the phone uh, last night. I said, oh, are you coming for a drink? He said, no, I've gone to the coast. He said, I think you'll be too wild for me tonight. So he went to the Gold Coast and... <laughs> No doubt, um, he's got to come back to the stables next hour so to check on his horse, so we'll probably catch up then. He might want that nose roll back, he's the only one that uses those nose rolls and you've, you use it on Apache, <laughs> Apache Chase there, so it's a piece of gear he loves. Yeah, look, I think it's a bit of gear that probably people should, more people shouldn't use and I think it's... It's a bit of a go-to gear sometimes, just a bit of change horses up and um, like I don't know if um, Apache needs it all the time. He used to need it when he was a young horse, he used to have such a high head carriage. He could probably come off him a bit, probably come off now, but I said, why do you take something off a horse that's winning? So just leave it on for the time being. Yeah, even if it's decoration, what does it matter? <laughs> well, you can, you can pick him out now and you can see him, so it stands out, so which is great. All right. Desi, enjoy, enjoy this Sunday. Be one of the best Sundays you've ever had, I reckon. Yeah, it's, um, it's just a normal Sunday. I was up and at them early this morning and done a normal routine. I had breakfast with, with the, um, Mary and the team. So, yeah, so it'll be a nice, just a quiet day. Yeah. All right. Well, well done. See you, see you, next, you. See you next week. Good luck in the Stradbroke. Thank you. There's Desley Forster, who, by the way, spends a lot of the day with us in our broadcast area. <laughs> and when the word coffee was mentioned, Desley said, I'll get them. Yeah. So about race five, off she went and bought everyone coffees and spend the rest of the day. So she ducks off and saddles up a couple of runners, but most of the day she sits with us. Yeah, she's a, a cow she's Part of the team. Yeah, part of the team. Part of, part of team. the team. We get a lot of advice. <laughs> sure, we certainly do. <laughs> you were very nervous at the start of the day because you didn't put either of her horses in. No, I, so I was avoiding her early, yeah. um, but she copped it sweet. Um, I wish I would have put it in. <laughs> yes, yeah. well, he is one of your horses. You he did tip him to beat Ayrton in the Fred Best last year. Um, Fred Best, speaking of uh, Fred Best, this was the race Apache Chase won last year. Uh, this year it goes to Valana. 
They didn't pay up for the Stradbroke. They'll have to pay 9000 late entry, which is not a problem. And there's another late entry fee if they waited, which would go to 45000 But they can get in for nine with this three-year-old. Yeah, it's, uh, so why not? He's a horse that, you know, he put three together and then he was a little bit disappointing there at Hawkesbury. But obviously back on top of the ground yesterday and, gee, he's having a good run, isn't he, Sammy Clippin? And he's, yeah, he's, he's, everything he's touching is turning to gold at the put, moment. And putting them all in the right spots. Finding no trouble in the run. Um, yeah, he's gone to the next level, Sammy. Uh, Kissum deserves a break. He's been around the mark his last few now. He, he was pretty good there. Um, what else do we want to say here? Battleton's ready to win. Uh, there's no doubt about that. That's He's had his two runs back. And this horse just come from nowhere. He's all Mingo. He was unbeaten in some pretty weak races coming into it. He's run enormous there uh, into fourth spot. But... Uh, yeah, I think Battleton, there might be more to come from him. So they'll pay up the late entry fee, we assume, into the Stradbroke. Bernie Soxagon gets into the Stradbroke as well with a win in the BRC Sprint. Yeah, an amazing win, wasn't it? Incredibly brave. Obviously, there's sort of four across, and I think probably six or seven covered two lengths. Even Nikonova was, you know, amazing, uh, third up from a spell. But it was actually great to see Soxagon, you know, the opportunity perhaps to be ridden a little bit further back than what we're used to seeing him. I mean, alligator blood, he's just four and five wide the whole way. Uh, and we didn't know where to put alligator blood in the mix yesterday, but I think we do now. Yeah, great to see him back, alligator blood. Yeah, yeah, that's it, very encouraging. So he could well be a Stradbroke horse. This Stradbroke's wide open this yeah. year. Anything goes right down the page, uh, considering how, that, how he dominated that race, Apache Chase, yesterday. And it's hard to read the runs and then the strap break, we're going to have to pick up the field, do a speed map, and we, I'm tipping we're still going to be making cases for 15 horses. <laughs> we're going to take a break. When we come back, this wonderful ride, his final ride, Lee Thinnis on, on the Queensland Derby winner, Pinarello for Roger James and Robert Wellwood. Okay, let's go to the derby now, and a wide alley was not going to stop Leith Innes on Pinarello uh, to win the Queensland derby, and he had to hold out Paternal, who made it a real race in the straight, but look how strong he is all the way to the line. Yeah, it was a really, look, it's a horse that we were thinking, looking at his New Zealand uh, replays, that he just may have that little bit of class necessary to win the derby, although he did draw barrier 20, he was five weeks between runs, um, but... Uh, he he was one off the fence after a, before he got to the winning post the first time, and I said, uh, 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 look, I just said there, I said, wow, what a ride this is. There'll be no excuses. And then he made the early move, mm. Leith, and I thought, oh, geez, are you getting a bit itchy? But he didn't. He read the speed. They slowed up. He made his move. He kept in a rhythm, and he knew what he had underneath him. Uh, so a great ride, a fitting result. Um, really nice horse. Paternal was all over a winner. Mm. He, he he just lacked the well, killer race, punch. Yeah, lacked the killer punch that the winner had. I thought, looking at the replay again, that Gaboch was unlucky. Um, probably should have nearly won. Just got held up behind them there for a while. And well, what do you want to say? Dark Destroyer was was good. He he just may have been missing his uh, his wet track. But geez, it was all about the winner there and. Uh, a nice horse, a great ride, and a, and a terrific training performance at, yeah, at that. It was. Five weeks between runs, Bernie. 
Yeah, extraordinary. And I love the fact that Roger said he was more than happy to go with that when he thought he was going to get a bit of an ordinary track uh, for the rough habit state, uh, plate. rather. So um, I just think it was just all the stars aligning for a talented horse who was produced in tip-top order, was given the best of rides. And um, I love that he just backed himself, Leith. You know, he, 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 he showed faith in himself to make that move when he did. And it's a long way home at Eagle Park to be left out in front like that. But we saw a number of horses do it yesterday, which was really good. We also saw a number of horses um, come from the, the back, particularly, I guess, Najmati in the last, which we'll get to. But um, the track was fantastic. But as far as the derby was concerned, it was just all the stars aligned. He's a great trainer, Roger James. Uh, 15 Group 1s to his name before he joined Robert Wellwood in a partnership, and they've added three, three more. And uh, Leith Innes, who we're going to hear from, he ends his career with 31 Group 1 victories uh, across the Tasman, uh, both sides. Here they are, Roger James and Leith Innes. On Rough Habit morning, um, I thought we were going to run on an inevitably bad track, and... Um, uh, He's been a weak, frail horse his whole preparation and uh, he'd been seven weeks prior to his last win and uh, that was quite spectacular that day and uh, I thought we can find a better way to the derby. So it was an inspired ride and you know, um, I, I felt he could win it with the right ride and we got the right ride. I've run second and third in this derby previously and um, I've been placed in um, Sydney derbies as well. I've won five in New Zealand but to win one in Australia is pretty special. <laughs> I've interviewed you after Group 1s in Australia before. Guess what? They're not going to take this one off you. <laughs> got to be pretty lucky. Uh, got in around to go and... Uh, I had to make my run a little bit earlier than I wanted. There was a couple of slow ones in front of me, um, and he was a sitting duck for a long time. Um, to Roger's credit, he's, he had him fit, and uh, we never lost faith in the horse, even though he didn't race here two weeks ago. It might have been a blessing in disguise. Yeah, that's what Roger says. He said, it, you know, he'd been seven weeks into, into the win prior to that. Um, so he's obviously, you know, got a good constitution when he's given the opportunity to recover from races. Yeah, exactly. So, um... Uh, he's, he's still a little bit weak, um, but you know, he's going to be a nice horse as a four and five year old. James McDonald, Kabosh. He went super, he ran out of his skin, he got a lovely run in, run in transit until the 600 where he just it really tightened up. I think a runner in front of me got checked, just come back in his lap a little bit, but he finished off really well. He's going to be a horse for the future, he'll develop like nothing else. I think he's a really nice horse. Sam Weatherly, Dark Destroyer. Yeah, he, he's run super. I'm so proud of the horse. He's come a long way, um, one preparation and uh, he's run really well. He probably just got we just got a bit of a shuffle up, sort of coming towards a corner, and um, but he hit the line really hard. Larry Cassidy, Southern Stock. Yeah, I think he went really well. Um, you know, um, pace was sort of was reasonable, and um, I sort of started to make a run run on him from the 800, and sort of hit the hit the lead just after straightening, which um, he's very one pace, and he just sort of got found the last little bit. But I think he ran a great race this time next year. He's going to win a nice staying race because he can stay. Andrew Mallion, Ting Tong. Yeah, really brave. Um, barrier probably. Uh, cost me running a drum, and um, yeah, on the corner I thought he was um, he was going to finish sort of first three, and um, those leaders probably just had a bit of a break down the back, and that was the, the difference between finishing where I was and, and where I could have been. Kieran McAvoy, Global Osprey. He'd give me a nice ride. Yeah, he got into a, into his preferred spot, um, and, he, and he ran a creditable race. He's going to be better as a four-year-old. Um, this will just season him up for next prep, but nice staying horse for the future. Brenton Avdala, Villadan. He ran well, travelled lovely throughout. He presented on the corner, but he just didn't run the trip. Rachel King, Sea Treasures. Um, yeah, I think he's just come to the end of his preparation.
Okay, so that was the uh, the derby. Let's uh, Bernie go to the Roses, the final lead up to the Queensland Oaks, which is in seven days' time. And Barb Raider, who by the way is stabled at Desley's Place, uh, for Jerome Hunter wins the Roses, uh, the class horse of the field, and met them too well at the weights. Too well at the weights. Had the you know terrific run in the Australasian Oaks on the boards, probably advantaged by missing the heavy 10 last week was just was just the best horse on the day although I do think there's a lot of improvement in Belle Savoie um, who was you know a close-up second there and so I, I don't know why is the Oaks not 2400 this year I don't know it's, it's 22 but that's going to advantage Barb Raider. Yeah well they they had to bring it back to 22 when it was run at Dooman for those three years so Winks won her Oaks at 2200 maybe they decided that that's the distance. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that as the winning formula. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, yeah, that's obviously the lead-up, whether uh, Gypsy Goddess has got them covered. Uh, we'll, we'll suppose we find out next week. Yep, and that is the Oaks in seven or six days' time from now. Uh, we've still got the Doomben Cup to come and a f fantastic day that the Snowden Stable had yesterday. Doombin Cup yesterday, odds on favourite, long odds on was Zaki, expected to win. He won this race last year by seven lengths. Well, Huerta had other ideas, even Maximal had other ideas. As they turn for home here, Duff, Zaki in front, Huerta getting up on the rails. Yeah, look, um, he just, I can't find any excuses for him. He relaxed beautifully in front, he was entitled to quicken, and Huerta, uh, who was much better suited there um, on a drier track, there's no doubt about it. And, and Maximal, well, John's been singing his praises and he finally uh, delivered. Uh, yep, uh, he's, uh, he's on his way and he could well be the new kid on the block. Yeah, without a doubt. I just loved how he, when he got up the fence, like, I, I, don't, I don't think Zaki was stopping by all means, neither. I think he just had a great turn of foot and really accelerated the line. I'm not sure about Nash on Maximal, whether he spotted Kieran going up the in, inside there. I reckon he, he, he was timing his run really well, had his eyes on Zaki, but I, I'm not sure he caught Kieran getting up the fence. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he, he did catch him unaware. <laughs> no, it would have made much difference though. No. Yeah. Uh, let's go and hear from Paul Snowden. Yeah, look, it's culminating obviously his preparation in today and, and obviously his next run in the, in the Q22, so he's been uh, working to sort of a performance like this today. He's, he's racing, you know, he, he sort of takes a little bit of racing to get him there and Obviously, this preparation, um, you know, is at a very high level. And last prep, we just went through his grades um, and just picked them off one by one. But when um, he's one of our four races like this, they all lead the fence, and he comes up the fence. So it, it was, it was, it was very pretty to watch. You know, he's been a a lovely horse from the get go, and um, Snowden's been wrapped in him, had him for that bit longer, and he's just sort of settled in better again this preparation and. Um, he just improved. I was pretty happy with the extra week, to be fair, um, with last week off into this week, and the better ground just suited, Eagle Farm suited. Um, and he's a great horse, you know, he's, a, he's an improving horse all the time, and um, yeah, he's a lovely horse to be associated with. Yeah. Take us through that race. Polly Gray led early from Zaki. Were you happy? Yeah, I was. I was happy that he got away cleanly and were able to hold a spot. Said to Paul and, and the connections beforehand, it would be nice to be able to hold the back of of um, Huey on the favourite, on, sorry, on, on Yonkers, drawn one. Knew the favourite was going to be somewhere handy and we we're going to be within the vicinity. So 
it was good to have him out into a into a nice rhythm early and yeah he picked up really well and I asked him it was, it was a great win. Nashville Willer, Maximum? Yeah look he ran great. Uh, it's just lacking that bit of inexperience in Australia. He pulled a bit during the run and um, I think had he just dropped the bridle for me a bit better in the early stages he, he would have would have been you know the race was within his grasp. Great run and um, you know physical horse on the way up. James McDonald, Zaki. Yeah he's going really well he felt really good in the run he just found that last little bit of, bit of a pinch so he's gone good. Willie Pike, Great House. Uh, very nice run pace was a little bit steady for us he finished off well. Opie Bossom, the chosen one. That was a very good run. Got out, got out of the clear late and um, really close well. Hugh Bowman, Yonkers. Uh, he, he ran his usual consistent race, but he just found the group one just a bit beyond him. Tim Clark, Polly Gray. Yeah, I thought her effort was commendable considering she sort of was back on a dry track. I think if the track was wet, she's sort of somewhere in the finish. Sam Collett, Coventina Bay. As in she's gone well, I probably end up um, a length further back than I would have liked from a bit of an average beginning. and. She's gone, you know, hit the line well up the straight. She hasn't had a real clear passage, but I think she'll improve from that again. Jimmy Orman, Cooker Archer. Yeah, look, got a lovely run following the favourite. Um, I think he's just probably going to be a bit more appreciative with a bit more given the tracks. I think Dubin would have been better for him, but um, he, he ran OK, got wiped out at the 200. It's honest enough. OK, Bernie, 35 minutes earlier, the Snowdens won the size produce stakes. A million-dollar race. Uh, Leads into the JJ in two weeks' time. There's She's a Belter with William Pike, appropriately, on a former Perth filly. Yeah, it was it was a perfect match, and uh, didn't these owners go crazy after she won? You know, she was really good at the Gold Coast. She was definitely on the worst part of the track there, but it's just this turn of foot she shows here inside the 200-metre mark where she just puts them all to pay. I mean, Swiss Exile... He really, he looked home, didn't he? And this is the advantage, I guess, of, of Eagle Farm. Um, Brereton was good, he was three deep, and I really liked Twin Stars back on the inside as well. Yeah, look, um, James McDonald's the king of the castle, but he want to be careful of the teddy bear next season, uh, William Pike, I can, tell you, <laughs> I can tell you that much. He won't be all smiles next season, just having the pick of everything. Yeah, welcome to first grade, <laughs> Okay, this was, um, there was sadness in this race. It was, a, uh, we saw Steel Prince, he, he suffered a heart attack jumping out of the gates and uh, Nashville Willow was, um, was flung from Steel Prince and uh, then Nash Render Steel Prince's aid, and we lost Steel Prince yesterday. It was a, a very, very sad scene, and for all the owners and the, and the poor girl, the strapper, who had to go back to the stalls without him, uh, we felt for everyone there yesterday watching that. And then we had to go back to the race at some stage, Bernie, and we had a very tight finish there with uh, Splendiferous just getting the uh, nod by nose in the Premier's Cup. And then this, this was a walking race. Big boy Roy. <laughs> your, your comments were the best when you said James McDonald should be charged with loitering because um, essentially, you know, once, once the Queenslander missed the kick uh, and left big boy Roy as the only leader in this race, he just cruised along in a working gallop down the back straight. Well, probably a bit more than that, but nothing ever was going to get a look in there, Ron. Embarrassing, yeah, honestly. <laughs> it's not barrier trial day. It's, it was, obviously, there was no speed on paper, but... Uh, it was just a procession, that race. And Tommy Berry lost all his rides with scratchings. He had one ride, and it was in the last. It was worth waiting for, Najmati. 
Oh, she was extraordinary. You know, Paul Snowden said, this is what this lady can do when she's on top of the ground. But how do you make excuses for anything else when she gave them all a start and she bloused them all? It was uh, completely, completely dominant. Mm, she's got a, a great physique. She's quite the Kardashian, which is what you want in a sprinter. And uh, bigger and better things, I'm sure, in store for her. Yeah, Tommy got lazy there, the 200. He, he wandered in and cleaned a few up and he got a couple of weeks suspension, which might rule him out for Stradbroke Day. So yeah. that was unnecessary, just a lapse in concentration there when, uh, when the moment happened, when she was charging. Yeah. OK, Bernie, thank you. Thank you, boys. See you next week. Yep, we'll do this, Bernadette Cooper. We're going to take a break when we come back. A look at Ramwick. Okay, let's start the program with the uh, highway. This was a win for uh, Sung Blue, Dylan Gibbons, uh, who's firmly entrenched in town now. Brett Kavanagh, the uh, trainer, off the back of two highway defeats. Yep, and he's been consistent. I don't know how strong this highway was, but uh, he's arrived, this Dylan Gibbons, hasn't he, all of a sudden. We knew we were anticipating it. Running Bear was good out of scone. Um, look, I don't know. Uh, it was looked a very heavy track again there yesterday. Probably a little bit better than what we've had of late, but they were yeah. still running very slow times. Yeah, it looks a lot better. It does look a lot better. Even even walking it, I only walked to the winning post, but um, even walking the track, it looks a lot better. Um, obviously not as squishy, but just a good smart ride by Dylan Gibbons. The speed, uh, I think, missed the start, and he decided to take it up. This horse has been finding a lot of trouble in his past couple of runs, uh, but Dylan knows him well, and um, yeah, just give him a good ride. Maybe just back that 100 metres in distance was uh, helped him a little bit as well. But, yep, yeah, um, I must say, that track does look amazing looking at it there. It's like that yeah. fresh coat of paint. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, here's after the race, Rowena Dillon and Dylan Gibbons. It was a terrific ride by Dylan, yeah, as you said, just straight to the front. Never really looked a question. I think he's just really been knocking at the door this prep. He's a lovely gelding and we really just couldn't fold him coming into this. Definitely unlucky last night and probably even the run before it um, when Dylan did ride him. He just sort of got held up in the running to run third, but he really has been knocking at the door. He's beautiful and it's just really good to get the win for him. Sort of, I probably should have nearly won a highway on him two starts ago. He had 52 and a half and we didn't get out till the 100, so I knew he was coming here in good order because I really liked the feel he gave me the other day and when I spoke to Brett on the phone he, he sort of sometimes get in behind him he's been over racing so Brett just sort of left it up me with the idea to go forward and I think that was the best thing because I had to work a bit more than I would have liked but when he got a breather he really sucked him in and gave me a great kick. You reckon he's got any upside? Yeah Lair heaps he, he's a lovely big horse and he still feels very raw at the minute for a nice solid horse so I think more time he has to mature, the better. And you know, there's a thing called the country championship, so he might be a nice horse for that. Okay, well, uh, let's go to the second, the two-year-old. Surely this was the best horse at the meeting, Owen County. I think so. He's probably got more upside than most. He will arrive here for the uh, JJ Atkins. The blinkers went on him yesterday. Did the trick. He comes out of that strong race at Hawkesbury that we always look at going to Queensland. So yeah, I think it sets himself up well for the mile of the JJ. The only thing. Maybe he wants 2,000 metres, that's the only thing. But yeah, he's, he's a, looks a likeable horse, Corey. He's a very nice horse. Even in his parade, he, he really sort of stood out. A little bit disappointed with Golden Queen. Like, mm. Put right up on the speed, obviously, normal sort of gay pattern, but um, just didn't kick at all yesterday. No, they're, they're considering the the SP or the price factor, she um, uh, she was she was pretty disappointing, really, after getting, I think she got it soft enough up front. Yeah. And, uh, but the winner just, he's too strong. He's too strong. He's going to go from a, a 10 
to a nine, to a nine, back to a three. Yes, that's <laughs> the, the JJ Atkins. That's the thing, and a lot of these, a lot of these fresh leg horses yesterday, it, it worked for them. The horses that have been dodging the heavy, mm. you know, gut busting runs. Yes, and I think we should have put that into our form come, you know, next week and the week after as well. Sarge was in Brisbane yesterday. His foreman Campbell Ashby was there, and also the winning rider Keegan Latham. He's always been looking for a mile, and uh, it was nice to see them run through the first three in good time. So, um, nice patient ride by Keegan. He just sat there and, and uh, bit his lip, you know, and, and he looked down strong late. Of course, he was meant to go around in the sides today. He couldn't get a start, so this is the consolation prize, but onwards to the JJ now. Well, he needed the money also to get in, so, you know, these breeders, uh, Tony and John, you know, they've got their dream, and they'll, they'll head up there and, and have a whale of a time, whatever happens. Has he always been a horse that every time you've stepped him out, he's, he's shown more and more? He's been a horse that was a bit tricky early doors and uh, took the boys, uh, you know, a couple of phone calls to get them to cut the horse, but he's uh, now repaying them. Early on in the race, he had a bit of speed in my horse, but there was a bit of shuffling going on and we ended up going a little slower than I thought we were going to go. But if anything, it actually helped him in his favour, you know. I think that his horse is going to get further over time. He's a lovely animal, he's got a good temperament and uh, then just slowing up a little bit, just allowed him just to get into a good rhythm and, and allow him to breathe a little bit and he gave me a good kick and... Like I say, he actually got past Jason at the last 100 metres and, and clocked off again. So I think he's, he's got a bright future. Uh, Phillies and Mares 78 was race number three. First up, this prep, nothing sweet about me, for Regan Bayless, Waterhouse and Bot. Yeah, a little bit of a surprise. But she's, uh, she's a mare with a, a really good winning strike rate. And uh, look, it's a, it's a lovely uh, return from her. Um, she uh, hadn't raced since January and probably might want a little bit further as time goes on but uh, encouraging return narrated was good um the favorite uh, just and we dance just lacks a bit of desire at this stage I, I would have thought she cruised up there and i thought she'd she should have beaten them but uh, anyway well chris will eventually work her out yeah i thought it was a good good effort first up over 1400 uh I don't know who'd done more blowing, Regan Bayless or the horse pulling up. <laughs> I think he was off a bit of a long break too, Regie Bayless, um, back from the suspension. But uh, good to see him jump straight back into the winner's circle. OK, uh, let's go and hear from uh, Neil Payne and also <laughs> Regan. Oh, no, that was very exciting, you know, to, to see, see her just, you know, keep coming and coming. And there she looked like she was going to get her there at the 100. And the other one kicked and then we fought back and won on the line. So that's what race, makes racing exciting. And it's exciting for Gay and Adrian to get this winner. We got a winner up in Brisbane there not long ago. And then um, to win the today, you know, especially being a, a filly, you know, it's terrific for the owners and we, we all appreciate it. Oh, she's a little try, this one, you know, she always had, you know, as I said before, her trials have been okay. She got past, you know, a pass mark without saying brilliant, but um, she's, look, she just loves race day, so it's terrific. First up off a, off a suspension brownie and um, it's good to get a winner. Um, obviously, first, first meeting back and good to get one on the board early. Uh, what were your thoughts when you brushed at about the 150 metre mark? Yeah, as I said, it was my, my, my mare went straight to go straight past her, and to her horse's credit, really sort of kicked strongly underneath her, and we um, we bumped about 50 to go. But as I said, mine stuck it out through the line. Well done. How much further do you reckon the horse will get? I reckon once it gets up over a mile, you know, you can just bowl along in front, own leisurely tempo, um, and give a strong kick. But it's good to get a first up win with her today, and there's more in store for her. Nice to see uh, Neil Payne's bought his winter wardrobe out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I'm looking Ashton, forward to the next month. Ashton Circus <laughs> uniform. <Yeah. laughs> uh, let's go to the uh, midway. And this was uh, Saquon. I know you like Saquon. 
Mm. I, but don't tell me. You tell me you had something. No, nothing. No. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for a market move for him, but this uh, Paul Perry stable's had a pretty good couple of weeks. Um, there's there's no no doubt about that. He's a uh, and this is a double for Keegan. He's, if he's not one of the right. un, most underrated riders in Sydney, I'll give it away. I've been saying to him for years, and it's obviously the weight problem. Like, he, he can't ride very light. I don't think he can ride under no. 55, 55 and a half. But I've been saying to him for years, he, he stands out like a sore thumb in the provincials on a Saturday. He's got a great style. He's really aggressive. Um, and it was a little bit of a shame. He rode a double on the day, and then his very next ride, he was going out of the enclosure, and the horse was let go too soon and it's run into the rail and jammed his foot. Um, I'm not sure he was going to hospital last night. I'm not sure what the end result was, but um, before he left the course, it was apparently very swollen and black. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that he's all clear. Everything's okay. clear, so he may be just bruising yeah, and right. whatever. Uh, let's, well, let's hear from him. I thought he was, uh, he was, his first up form was very, very good. And, and Finnis and Nathan, you phoned me about 25 times this morning before I was able to answer, and he was very bullish on, on his chances today. He, thought, he said the horse is going really, really well at back at home, and it's, like he said, his first run, uh, his, his first up runs are very, very good, and you know he gave me full of confidence. And uh, in fact, when I went to the barriers, he actually you know, he bucked me off. He was, I think he thought he was a two-year-old colt again, you know. But uh, the Perry stable was just flying at the moment, so it did give me a bit of confidence. You know, he jumped, he travelled quite nicely. And, I just shifted my way out to, to get him into clear, clear running, and once he did that, he just let down really, really well. What about you lounging back there like the Bantam Rooster while all the big boys are away? Well, like I said to my missus in the wet race, I said, while the big boys are away, the battlers will play. <laughs> Bantam Rooster. Yeah, yeah like him. Do you see anything in, uh, just before we go to a break, do you see anything in Dylan Gibbons that you might have seen in yourself years ago? A little bit of polish rubbing off there somewhere. You reckon? Yeah. What's this all about? Oh, he's, he's stolen my post-race. Larry, um, pointing, <laughs> pointing. <laughs> so this is this is a brown trademark. It, it was it become a bit of a brown trademark. It was like the the Bowman apples, but I always had the point. That, oh. um Dylan Gibbons has stolen. Come on, mate, don't use it in the highways. Wait till you land a big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah fifty yeah. group ones, two <laughs> Melbourne Cups. He's been riding in town two weeks. He's stealing stuff already. We'll come back with more. We've still got more. More to come here. We'll go to about uh, quarter past ten this morning before our previews kick in. Stay with us. Well, Maricopa, officially $61 SP. Well, it wasn't the uh, only upset there yesterday, but a, a big day for Robert Quinn. His first Saturday winner in town and... He's only got a couple of horses, and he's, he's obviously struck a chord with this mare, and I must say I've never heard of her. <laughs> and uh, she's just pulled this out, and look at it, racing away. So where did that come from? I don't know. Oh, I was happy for Louise Day, actually. She, um, it's her first winner in town since she's, well, since she's come out of her time. It's, it's been a long while, but she was, she was ecstatic about it. It was good. Yeah, they've obviously gone out very hard there, because those leaders absolutely walked to the line. And the margins from you know th that covered this field, it looked really hard work. So they've come in at about 38 there. So what do we want to say? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think <laughs> of this form. I don't know where it's going. Um, so yeah, um, 
I don't know. Bonnie Ezra was okay. Our candidate was okay, but just the lightweight on a heavy track. Yeah. Ronnie, the answer is a pineapple. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to <laughs> get words to Fine describe it. Pineapple. Yes. Eighty-three dollars eighty and eight seventy get paid on the tote. Um, here is Louise Day. Uh, credit to Rob Quinn and his team. Obviously, the horse uh, stays all day. Just needed things ran right and conditions to suit, and he just loved the ground. When did you start thinking you were the winner? Oh, he gave me such a good feel tracking into the home bend. I, I didn't want to go before the horse in front of me because I thought it was a good one to follow, but I could see the horse in front of him was stopping and my horse is a real momentum horse, so it was time to go. He had a good turn of foot on that, Gowie. He's brilliant. He does does have a good turn of foot. Like I said before, he's just been a bit unlucky. Race Races haven't been round a suit, but he's a, he's a good little horse. And that's your first city winner since you've had an A beside your name on the city? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I haven't ridden one without a claim. I don't ride her very often anymore, but lovely to get a chance when the boys go away and hopefully there's more to come. All right, that was $83.80. Let's get things back on track. No, not quite. <laughs> 20 to 1 now. Moon Reader in the next. Yeah, well, at least uh, she had a win next to her name. Um, it was a Hawkesbury May or Hawkesbury Sip Benchmark 64. But anyway, another uh, a lightweight. Um, Brad Whitup stable is going really, really well at the moment. and. Yep, might be an improver. I just, I was happy to see Andy Atkins back in the winner's yeah, circle. Terrific. He's had an awful two years, you know, with injuries and ups and downs, and it's just good to see him. Yeah, I, I know it's winter time, but it's it's good to get back on the board. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's, he deserves all credit. He's had a tough time, mm. and good to get a winner back so quickly here and in town of a Saturday as well. I like Lease here. Had a big weight, wide no cover the whole way. First up for the new stable. And he's going to win a, a couple of races. Gerald and Sterling will place him well. Uh, Kenazawa and Ueska were okay first up there, but uh, yeah, good on you, Andrew. Okay, well, here is Andrew Atkins, but first, Brad Whitup. It's terrific for Richard Walker. Uh, he bred the mare and he gave it to me, and she's, you know, she's been a real tough little mare the whole way through, and um, it's great to get the win. She had to dig deep at Hawkesbury, but she had to fight even harder for that today. Yeah, um, missed the kick and got in a bit of a tricky spot but he dug her up and um, look she's very gutsy and you know she uh, it's good to beat it off and for once anyway so in a photo so uh, yeah no, it was great to get the win. I know she was at decent odds but were you conf quietly confident? I thought she was well over the odds um, you know look she uh, rated pretty well for this race and um, yeah look I think all she can do is win. It's good to get on the board anywhere but especially back in a Saturday um, well, she was going through the line there she jumped a bit awkward, she got a bit frustrated in the barriers and missed the kick. Um, but I was able to sort of drive her through and put her in a position. Travelled really well through the corner. Um, she'll take a lot of confidence out of that. She didn't really quite know how to go, go on with it. Once one joined her outside, I sort of built her up and she attacked the line strongly. But um, she's, she's going in the right way and um, confident win last night and a confident win today. So she's going the right way. What were the thoughts on the line? Uh, I was pretty confident I won, but. It was uh, definitely a battle to get ahead down there. Okay, so there's Andrew Atkins. Now, Brad Whitup did it again in the next. Uh, Surreal Step, who was terribly unlucky at Scone. Uh, Brad Whitup won that race with Volpine, but then he said in the post-race interviews, oh, I've got to go and put out a few fires <laughs> in the Surreal Step situation. Well, um, all's forgiven. Yeah. Winner's, winner's stall next start. Yeah, good effort. And right of the day, I say. Yeah, definitely right of the day. He, he knew exactly where he had Jason Collett. On Andermatt, and he just he he he, he rode to beat Andermatt, and, and 
they just they come off, it worked, yeah. it was a great ride. Yep, and he's not an easy horse because he hadn't won a race for about 518 days, so you had to time the run on him, mm -hmm. and Chad ch timed it to a perfection. Uh, much, much better was that. He was much, much better back in distance there. Uh, the favourite, now, it's not as easy, you know, I reckon he was just flat from the 1300 yeah. meter run. It's not as easy to say, okay, he's back to 1100, he's back to 1100, we'll press the button, he's going to find his form again. So. Sometimes you, it doesn't work like that. It can take a little bit yeah. out of them. It's like a, it's like a nearly will start again. Yes. You know, like that's it, what he needs, needs to happen. He needs a month fresh yeah. or, or, or out in the paddock and yep. start again. Well, let's go and hear from uh, Brad Whitup and Chad Schofield. It was good to win. Um, you know, he sort of, he's had those two runs with the riding on the board and um, look, he had to dig deep today and I was a bit worried about that, um, but he won. Were you ever confident? Uh, no, but uh, you know, you just when they miss those couple of opportunities, it's, it's hard to back it up again. And you know, he's had his convictions, but um, you know, look, he, he he did a good job. Yeah, I had to make sure I dug up there and held that spot because he was looking to have my position. So once I got there, I actually had a beautiful run. I cut the corner nicely, angled out. Still had a lot of work to do at the 300. And but to my horse's credit, I, I just aimed him at that that grey horse, and he showed a tremendous fight. He ran well at Scone, he was very unlucky, he sort of went in, had no luck, then switched back out, but it was too late once he got the room. Today, once he got the room, did he really attack the lawn? He did, um, and like I said, he showed lots of fights. His last couple of runs have been good without having a lot of luck, but Brad just told him to ride him the same way and give him a chance early, let him travel and be strong late, and he was. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at Art Cadeau's uh, victory, a horse that will no doubt be one of the leading contenders in the Kosciuszko coming up in October. Cadeau, he is a major player in the Kosciuszko. When we get there in October, of course, he's already won a Kosciuszko. He's won a country championships, and he's back in the winner's stall. Yeah, and um, in, a, in a good way, too, because I was a bit worried about him after Hawkesbury and Scone, but this is the real Art Cadeau. Yeah. He, he stood up, and he's back in business big time. The, the only thing, and it wasn't wrong, but when he came in the yard, it looked like he came straight from the paddock. He had the real woolly winter coat on. Um, but perform well. I, I just love the way this horse gets over the ground. He loves Ramwick. Yeah. He just loves Ramwick, which is great because that's where they're going to run the $1.3 million race. Yeah. Uh, True Detective was okay. Fender had his chance there. Cole Crusher, well, 1300. It's a different yeah, pain barrier. I think so, yeah. And he was up in class as well. Handle the Truth, Kerwin's Lane, well, okay. But it was a one-act uh, one affair. And uh, good job by Cathy there with a well-time run. I'm going to hear from Cathy O'Hara, but first here is the winning trainer, Terry Robinson. Pleased to see him back. He's got a fantastic record here. Uh, spoke to Tommy last night, and he was confident he'd perform here today on this sort of track. So, And I think, thank his owners too, Mick and Joy Lil, because they had a big say in keeping the horse going. We were going to spell him after Scone, and I uh, must thank Joy too, because it was her call to leave him in on Wednesday. So I'm very happy. I'm sure you are. Just tell us, what were, he had a few unlucky, there was a bit of an unlucky story with him both at Hawkesbury and at Scone. Yeah, well, they're both heavy nines and, uh, you know, every track is a, has a different heavy. The rate's a bit different. And didn't have much luck at Hawkesbury. I mean, caught three deep and uh, he got galloped on as well. So he pulled up sore after that run, uh, recovered quickly, and then, unfortunately, we end up at uh, Scone and it rained on the day and I, I probably wouldn't have run him uh, only we, uh, we travelled all that far, so he wasn't all that comfortable on that track. So where to from here? 
Look, uh, as I say, we were going to spell him, but look, there's a nice race here in two weeks' time, so while it's what this is a wet and he, he's going so well, we'll probably keep him going, I'd say. Terry just gave me a pretty open book. He said just riding where he's comfortable, but probably going to be in the back half, and speed was actually quite quick, so it's probably a good job we didn't try and go forward on him. We might have got posted, but just let him get into a rhythm, and he started to really chime in from, like, the 700, and he's really confident. When the way he straightened up, he just started to pick up the bridle for me, and... Um, hit the front and have a little bit of a look around. <laughs> um, but I'm just really pleased for Terry and the owners that he could actually come back and win here today. Sort of really good, fresh couple of runs and then tape it off a little bit. Had excuses though, got galloped on and then got a black eye at Scone. And <laughs> anyway, so it's just good for the horse's confidence to win this afternoon. Uh, on to the uh, the ninth. This was 1378 and it was Coda Healy. Yeah, it was survival of the fittest here. They went out hard. They've absolutely crawled home here. 3978. So that shows you how hard a work it was. But like I said, fit horse. Uh, Tommy Sherry's first winner, Saturday winner, is a senior jockey. So he's on his way and not was any doubt about that no. happening. He was doubting at the start of the day. He was walking around with his lip dragging along the ground and kicking stones but so I said to him I said mate it, it's going to happen a couple of races later he, he was in the winner's circle so he, he's a gun young rider he'll make yeah, it yeah he's terrific he rides light titanium power was good uh, after going making that speed early French Marine battled on well and what else do we want to say not much Joe Joe was a man he, he's, there's another one in him shortly as well All right um, Tom Charlton was there representing John O'Shea and we'll also hear from Tommy Sherry just with that barrier, you could just land straight in the spot you need. Um, he gave him a beautiful ride, the pace came around, probably didn't go overly quick and he, he sprang away nicely. When Titanium Power kicked, I thought he was home, but he just kept grinding him down and that's what sort of action he has, he's a real grinder, isn't he? He does, yeah, and um, he just should take a lot of confidence from that. He's, he's had a bit of a mixed preparation and uh, that win should do in the world of good. That's three wins now over that distance, uh, do you keep him around that now? He's a horse that loves to be fresh. John um, keeps him nice and fresh in this track, doesn't do too much with him. And um, I think that sort of sweet spot, uh, 1400, potentially maybe a little bit further in time, but he races very well fresh and, and we've seen today. The start of the day was a bit rocky, Corey, but you know, it's always good to, to get a winner without the A beside your name. Um, I suppose just for myself, confidence-wise, and now that it's out of the way, it's just game on. He's a bit green in the straight, covered a bit of ground. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of faith in him today. He ran really well at Scone last start. He's, you know, the Mr. O'Shea in the camp have him down pat. He just got to get him in a rhythm. It can't be stop start. He's got to be really flowing. And I was confident halfway up the straight. I didn't want to get there too soon because he is a bit green. So I sort of put the stick away and, and, and rolled him out. But um, I was always confident he was going to win uh, once he got there. And he stuck to the task, although he was a little bit green. So it was a good effort. Okay, and the uh, last 1178, Rupertar for uh, Derby Racing here, Bjorn Baker. Yeah, he's an um, interesting horse. He's only, what was his sick? Oh, she. She's an inter interesting filly, I should say. Uh, she's got quite a good looking record. Wouldn't have been too easy for horses to win first up in these conditions, and she's on her way. She's a uh, half sister to Isotope. Is she? I only know that because I know one of the part owners, Rod, who flew up from Launceston, where he lives, to, to be at Randwick yesterday to, um, to watch her win. And so she's very well related, yeah. Well, you love your breeding. I love so the breeding, Ronnie. Um, <laughs> Snow Zone You, did, was you good. didn't expect that this morning, <laughs> did you? <laughs> yes. I'll get you on the Sunday morning at oh, Red to Win. 
Got some statues. <laughs> when is it at Beagle Farm yesterday too? <laughs> Stallions standing at certain places. Uh, Snow Snow Zone was good. Um, the Hulk he, run his normal race. The Hulk run his normal race. Did and you I tip him again? I tipped no, him again. No, I didn't. <laughs> and American president, well, he seems to be up forever yeah. and continues to run. There's no reason to spell him yet because he keeps running good races. But, yeah, she, she can train on and um, go to better things, I'm mm. sure. Okay, here's uh, Glenn Lobbin, Tyler Schiller. She had to come out, you know, like a fairway from uh, like at the top of the straight when the leader uh, moved out to get some better going and he went up inside her and he, she was sort of had to go from there and I was a little bit worried that, you know, she had to sort of sprint a bit far from home but nah, she fought him off good and um, yeah, it was a very exciting win for all the owners here. Got a lot of the Derby owners here um, so it's great to win a race for Derby because they're, they're very good clients of ours. And um, yeah, all, yeah, I've had people come from Tasmania and um, up in the Gold Coast as well to come down and watch her today. So it's great that she's won. Yeah, the lightweight help. There's not much of her, but she's bloody tough. She was gaming. To, oh, sorry, she was gaming, winning. Like I said, they were coming at you from every angle. You had a great run. Take us through the race. Yeah, um, Bjorn's instructions were just come out, be nice and positive, but neutral positive, and hopefully end up behind the speed. And I followed Queen Bellissimo, and she gave me a great card into the race and. When I kept kiss, kissing her up at the top of the straight, she just let down like a really nice horse and got through the wet perfect. When you see the form Bjorn Baker winning the last race, is it great to be riding for him in the last? Yeah, Bjorn's given me a lot of opportunities the last two weeks and he's been great for me and I'm very happy. Okay, what did you see with the goggles there? He just... I'm not sure what Tyler done, whether he gave himself a poke with the whip and the goggles were skew if, but they were falling down onto his nose and you see him give him a good old get him, try and get him, him down, get him down <laughs> so we can see where he's going. <laughs> All right, um, we're just waiting for things to dry out and it, it, it doesn't look like any time soon. We're coming into the depths of winter now mm. and all that damage has been done. Mm. So we're into heavy tracks from now until it starts to warm up again, you'd imagine. Yeah, well, it's frustrating for everyone. Um, punters, track staff, mm. um, trainers, yeah. even, you know, even these people that go to the track every morning riding these horses track mm. work, getting up every morning I'm gets depressing. I'm interested to see the horses that have spent the last two or three months in their preparation, how they actually return. Yeah. You know, like whether that's ripped the guts out of them, mm. you know, like it has the tracks. Like it's got to have some toll on the, the horses um, when they come back. I, I reckon there's, there's got to be, there's a budding superstar in a stable at the moment that we've got no idea about yeah, probably. because they've just been running on tracks that they don't like. Yeah. And doesn't it highlight what Eagle Farm is? Now there's Jim Roberts yesterday. He had to put two mils of irrigation on that track, mm. Eagle Farm. No wonder it dries out. Mm. No wonder it's hard. And they complain about how hard it is. It can't hold water. Yeah, yeah look, he was going to put he was going to put more water on it at eight o'clock last night. Well, that's the problem. We we can all rave about it, and so it sh we should. But what's happened the last week in Brisbane? Mm. How how quickly that track dried out. But their problem is. When we get to summer, mm. it's going to be yeah, night. it's going to be a road. You have you have two months without rain. They won't have so you no go water. back to another drought. Mm. They'll have no water. So that was uh, the weekend's racing. Next week in Brisbane, it is the Oaks. We're uh, a couple of weeks away from the Stradbroke, the JJ Atkins, uh, and the Brisbane Cup. The Oaks is the feature next Saturday, and we'll be back next Sunday to do it all again. Look forward Thank to you. it. Can't yeah. wait. All right, Thanks we've got so previews much. coming up uh, here on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.